Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Twitter on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, we're doing something a little different. I've got three of the four members of the Heralds of Greenest with us. We've got Jonathan the Magimuscular, Travancore, and Carlton. We're missing a, a healer at the moment, so hopefully we won't get into any fights. And we just wanted to take a second to thank all the people who participated in our first ever big contest to give away the Dungeonology book which is huge and gorgeous. And if you're not the winner, take a look at it online and go see about buying it because it's a pop-up book and it's so much fun. But we wanted to read through some of these tweets because some of these moments are awesome. So I have asked some members of the, the crew to come and help me out. Travancore, why don't we start with you? I've just sent you off this first tweet. Why don't you go ahead and read that? Glad to. DML at MajorBlue99. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is any is when any time the magic jug is used. That's verbatim. That's exactly as it appears. Yeah, we're going to be basically reading the some of the submissions that were sent to us for the contest. And I like this one because the the jug gets actually used a lot and yeah. we actually got it finally got a chance to use the mayo and that makes me super happy. I feel like there's a, that's the eternal struggle, mayonnaise or poison. And that should be a t-shirt at some point in the future, I think. Mayonnaise or poison. Yeah. Some would argue that mayonnaise is poison, but you never know. It's a slow acting poison that works for a series of years. I would. <laughs> if we open up a sandwich shop, would somebody whispering poison in the jug be corporate espionage? Depends on who they work for. Also, I don't think it's corporate espionage. I think that's murder. I think that's just straight up murder. <laughs> espionage would be if you stole the jug. Murder is poison. Uh, Carlton, why don't you go ahead and read this one, which makes me happy. Zero the Crow at Jeremy Ospach. Uh, his favorite moment would be Rachel's house and Modron's. More of a sum of smaller moments, but this episode at RTX is why I started watching. I, I have to admit that made me super happy that we have we have a listener now who is listening because of the RTX game, because that that was a ton of fun. I was completely sober the, for that whole thing. No, Me completely, one hundred percent. Was I? We were so straight edge and completely sober. And I love absolutely. How, I love how succinctly Jules summed up the episode at the end. Uh, spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't heard. Basically, we went home shopping. That was the episode. <laughs> it was kind of extreme home shopping. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jules, Jonathan, why don't you read this entry? Do you want me to read it as Jules? Because I'll do it. Yes. I mean, well, the appropriate part, you absolutely should. Raymond Riles, at Riles underscore S, writes in and says, My favorite moment during At Dungeon Drunks is when Bernie gets winded, screaming, Wee! <laughs> 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 There was a lot of silent laughter that actually got cut from that episode because it's a lot of people laughing and then everybody going, <laughs> trying not to continue to laugh. Oh, it was good. It's too bad that we couldn't have Jules here because of all of the moments that were uh, mentioned in our Twitter contest, she wins as far as the, the most favorite moment. I'll, I'll go ahead and read these off. First, we've got Kyle... At Goober the Great, who says, My favorite was when Bernie convinced the Cobalts to fight the cultists. Hail Tiamat! Uh, Max H. Grenard at PinkGeek008 says, Mine is when Bernice becomes a door-to-door -door evangelist for Tiamat. Zero the Crow at Jeremy Allspatch says, The Hail Tiamat encounter. And Mark at Mark Paterno801, second favorite moment when Bernie tries to convince the Cobalts. Tiamat Farmhouse Headquarters. Hail Tiamat! So I I get a feeling that we've we've got a favorite moment right there. There were one or two other moments that get mentioned maybe once or twice, or just general moments, but that Hail Tiamat moment kind of wins. I gotta say, I'm feeling a lot of love for Tiamat in the room right now. <laughs> or a lot of love for Bernie pretending to Hail Tiamat! 
And more for Bernie. Uh, Carlton, why don't you go ahead and read that one? Jason R. Uh, at Zero Opti. My favorite moment in at Dungeon Trunks is when Shadow got Bernie to ride him with puppy dog eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little moment for Shadow and for Travancore, I think. That was, that was a, a heartwarming coming together moment. Yeah, it was a good team building. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bernie isn't the only one who gets some love. Travancore, why don't you go ahead and read? The, there's three of them there. Uh, start with the Raymond one. Okay, Raymond Riles at Riles underscore S. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks has to be the critical slap when Carlton says, Do you know how much five is? <laughs> Raging Terror at Raging Terror. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is probably the infamous critical slack, slap. Lori at Calamity Jane. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is when Carlton consistently messes up someone's name. So we got two of the same moment and then something very related. But yeah, that was kind of amazing. Just so you know, uh, two people and Laurel, uh, I actually have five finger face slap listed on my character sheet as an attack. It's true. He does. I also messed up Lori's name. And she will never forgive you for that. Sounds like you're getting a five finger face slap next time you see her. Moving back to Bernie for a second. Jonathan, go ahead and read that one also from Lori. So Lori, tall Canadian, at Calamity (laughs) Jane. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is when Bernice made a holy finger to poke enemies with. <laughs> yeah, the the stuff that Bernie comes up with for her, her spiritual weapon is kind of amazing. Uh, I'm going to say that my personal favorite spiritual weapon has to be the frog gigging stick. <laughs> because it wasn't a trident, it wasn't a fork, it was a frog gigging stick. I learned something that day. I had no idea what that was. I didn't I don't see how it could be better than the, what was the magical vagina? The vagina dentata. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. Travancore wants to read this next one, also about Bernie's spiritual weapons. Okay. So, Becca Rosalind Matadi at The Bunny Monster. My favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is the spiritual weapon of vagina dentata. I am always interested to see what she's going to come up with for that spiritual weapon. And I don't think it gets much more R-rated than that. Nope. Not at all. I did like the mirror for the basilisks. That was clever. The mirror was very, very clever. And if I could have figured out an in-game way of making that work as a mirror, I totally would have. But it would have kind of broken the spiritual weapon thing. We've got two related moments here for Carlton to read. Why don't you go ahead and read those two? Ryan Driscula at Messiah Moose. My favorite moment is the uh, the flump. Needs a return. <laughs> and Mark at Mark M. Paterno 801. Fave moment is everything to do with Waylon's wagon of wonder. I do miss me some flump, bro. Every now and again, I reach out to him. Yeah. Well, he's got to be fairly close by in order to hear you and respond. So who knows? Maybe we'll know. show up again. Maybe we'll go find him. Maybe. Can he be my familiar? Like Everybody else has a pet. Can flump, bro, be my pet? He's a little too powerful to be your pet. And can he be my buddy? Can he be my noodle buddy? <laughs> he can definitely be. I think he's already your buddy, Carlton. Okay. Yay, noodle buddy. We did have a very nice tweet from Michael Sagan, a.k.a. an Ice Phoenix, who says, favorite moment of the show, but that's so difficult. I've laughed to the point of tears so many times. Thank you. That's very sweet. Uh, Good. A couple of more. Oh, we did have also the great gazebo at great gazebos my favorite moment in dungeon drunks is to discover the show in the anticipation of a treasure trove of shows to enjoy so obviously we've got a a new listener which is kind of awesome new enablers yay enable us jonathan why don't you go ahead and read these two carlton related ones all right ethan waterman at ah underscore ethan my favorite moment in dungeon drunks is the opal incident Need I say more? <laughs> no need no, to elaborate. Please don't fellow. say anymore. Nope. Yeah. Nope. There there are certainly no shit related incidents uh Nature's regarding pocket that. is best pocket. No, no, it's not. It's it's a it's a pocket. <laughs> it's a place to stick things, but it's not and, the best. And when you have no other pockets, it's the best pocket. I would argue that that's not the case either. It's still a pocket. What's amazing about that is that he left it there 
in, until critical failure, which as a DM made me so happy. <laughs> oh, I wasn't taking it out. I was just like, yeah, it's all the way up in there. Way up in the asshole, Morty. It's all mm. the way up. Gotta get up there, Morty. It's also the reason why I got pants in game is so I never have to use nature's pocket again. Uh, so, and we are all grateful for that. Ethan Waterman also has another tweet. Uh, he says, my favorite woman in Dungeon Drunks is beating Quarleton in an intimidation role at RTX 2016. Oh, hashtag RTX 2016 and getting a free shirt to boot. So, uh, John, do you want to explain for those who weren't at RTX what you were doing this past RTX? Yeah. So this past RTX, we bought, uh, I made, we made some shirts that says I'm an enabler for our fans, and uh, we were distributing them at our panel, but also around the convention. And on each of the different days, I had you would have to. Ro- it was a roll off, a straight D20 roll off. So the first day, it was you had to beat, uh, have a sleight of cha- hand check higher than my perception, uh, and then the second day, I came all the way in full orc makeup, uh, like full body makeup, giant axe, and you had to roll against my intimidation to see if you could steal. Those who beat me got a shirt. Yay, awesome shirts. Limited edition awesome shirts. Yes, hopefully we'll have more soon. I don't know when. <laughs> hey, if you would like to send us money for shirts, we'll we'll get that figured out. Uh, final one, Travancore, why don't you go ahead and read this one? Okay, this one's also from Becca, Rosalind, and Matadi. At the Bunny Monster, my favorite moment in Dungeon Drunks is Carlton's trying to trying to seduce Rachel. Ah, another moment from our live show. Hey, Rachel, how you doing? It's been a while. I seem you to remember listening? all of you at one point trying to seduce her, or at least thinking she was trying to seduce you. And being right about it, she was trying to seduce us. Listen, she may have appeared very old in game, but gods live forever, so her age is actually relatively young, comparatively how old she could be. Just saying. You're actually still not sure what she is. I'm just assuming she's a god because she lived in a magical house in a pocket dimension and she turned down my advances. And only a god can do that. Carlton's so <laughs> suave with his plus one charisma. So suave. Or at least he thinks he is. Well, yeah, that's actually more important with his with his intelligence. With his plus he one just intelligence. <laughs> Well, thank you to everybody who participated in our first ever big giant contest. Uh, Goober the Great was our winner. We basically, I put all of the names of everybody in my husband's hat and he drew Goober the Great. And so this week, tomorrow, actually, I'll probably be sending off that Dungeonology book. And hopefully we'll have a lot more of these in the future with more fun stuff to give away. I have no appropriate sign-off for this, because at this point, we'll just be going right into the next episode, where, if I remember correctly, you guys are about to go into the woods and go flower hunting. So we're going to go into the woods, which is a musical. Which is a musical. And pick flowers, which is a little girly. We are, we are, going, yep. to be, we are going to have a gay old time. Like we'll I said, Carlton is more than just a well of anger. He has other feelings, too. <laughs> other flowery feelings. Congrats, Goober. Congrats, Goober. Yes, congrats, Congrats, to the Goober. Goober. Here's some more Dungeon Drunks for you to enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Magic Missile! <laughs> <laughs> you guys head into the woods. It's just now starting to get dark. And... As you kind of head deeper into the woods, I'd love you all to roll nature checks because you're starting to look for this flower. Do I have any? No, I'm not good at nature. Bernie's not a big fan of the natures. Um, Do I get any kind of bonus for my wanderer outlander background? Does it give you a bonus? The wanderer lets (laughs) me, uh, let me give you the exact phrasing here while everybody else rolls. Bernie's just walking around the woods like, the woods are just trees. The trees are just woods. (laughs) I have excellent memory for maps and geography, and I can always recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around you. In addition, I can find food and fresh water for myself and up to five other people each day, provided the land offers berries, small game, water, and so forth. You're very familiar with this area, and if you were looking for food and water and shelter, you'd be on top of everything. Hey, if you don't ask, the answer's always no. Exactly. All right, so let me get some nature checks. Bernie. Oh, I got a three. And Travancore. Travancore got a 10, but Shadow got an 18. And Jonathan. 14. Shit, shit. Coco Snoo got a 17. Okay, and Carlton. 16, as the only one who like can relay information. 
16. Okay. You guys start to search around for this flower as the sun finally sets. And it's Cocos Newt and Shadow who first kind of lead Jonathan and Carlton in the right direction. It only takes a few minutes before you find a, a fairly large tree with thick vines wrapped around it and fresh, big white flowers that have obviously opened up. You see five of them, and they're right there, ready for the picking. Let's do this. I was gonna say, can we pick them, or do we have to like do a nature like to or check pick for them tree properly? for traps? Do we, should we check for ticks? I mean, that's that time of the year. If you would like to check for ticks and or traps, you can do either of those things. Uh, you could give me another nature check for ticks. Are these flowers a straight? You can just pluck them, uh, pluck them, or is there a special technique you need to do to pluck them? Kyla didn't say anything except that they need to be harvested at night. Well, I'll do my check. All right. Oh God, and oh. check. <laughs> Are you checking for traps? Are you seriously checking for traps on the flowers? I am. Okay. I'm for uh, so ticks give me an investigation check. Oh, an investigation? I did a nature. Not okay, a nature? No, nature, nature is going to check for ticks. Well, a... I guess I check for ticks and not traps. Okay. Someone else check for traps. So what did you and Shadow roll for ticks? So on my tick check, because <laughs> Lyme disease is never cool, kids. Um, Trav and Clark got a nine, but uh, Shadow got a 12. Uh, you guys take a very intense look at this tree and these flowers. No ticks. Nature guy. Bernie, were you also checking for ticks or would you like to check for traps? I checked for ticks and I got a one. So we're <laughs> all getting Lyme disease tonight, children. I hope you put your deep woods off on before you. That's what we should have fucking asked her for. We're all going to have the Lyme disease. We're going to have that disease. You know, there's the, the ticks with the little white things on there, but they bite ya. Audience, you. Audience, take you a sad drink allergic of tick infested water. To meat. And you don't know when it's going to happen. And then it just kills you dead. I, This is real. <laughs> and we're probably going to get malaria. What time of Bernie year is it? just complaining the entire way through this forest. All she is doing is just litany of no, ways you are I, all going to I mean, die. You joke, but I used to live in Bucks County, where Lyme disease was a real and present danger of my life for years. Yeah, I grew up. Anybody who grows up on the East Coast knows the shit about Lyme disease, man. Right? Like, right? I had picked ticks off my body. I know how to check for ticks. Yeah. You know where it's not fun. One time I had a tick on my butt. That was, I thought, the scariest thing. I thought, well, Apparently I like I've been missing out on all the fun. I need to be t attacking you guys with ticks more often. Giant, huge ticks. Oh, God. That would One be time awful. One on my friend's dog, I found a bloated tick, and it had another tick on it. What? So. It was tickception? This is now a horror D&D &D game. Okay. Uh, Cocos Newt, Shadow, and Jonathan manage to find the tree that has these five flowers on it. Travancore and Bernie get super close, examining the tree and these flowers, hardcore looking for any kind of vermin that could cause them harm, and talking between them, and now everything seems to be okay. It's, it's all okay. Carlton just reaches in front of your face and picks one of the flowers. Put it in and the bag, fine. Carlton. I, I put it in the basket, the and then I, I, I gave it a second before I plucked the other to make sure it doesn't like shrivel up and wilt, and I like fucked up or anything. Seems to be fine. All right, I notice that it's fine. I go ahead and pluck the other four that are on the vine. All right, I, I join him in flower picking. You guys, within moments, have picked the flowers clean off of these vines. You now have five moonflowers. If you would like to look for more, I need some more nature checks, or do you want to go back? No, I want to uh, find more. Keep going. Yeah. yeah All right. Give me, give me some more nature checks as you search around for more trees with flowers. Hello, little girl. What's your rush? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everybody drink. Drink a sad and a happy drink. A crit fail and a crit roll in the same one. Of deer-infested tick water, if you're listening at home. All right. Well, Coco Snoot once again rocked it out. <laughs> let's, let's go Carlton. I ain't seen shit. I rolled an 11. And Jonathan? Uh, I rolled a three. And Travancore? Travancore rolled an 11. However, Shadow rolled a natural 20. <laughs> and uh, Bernie? Bernie got a one and Coco Snoot got a 19. 
once again, <laughs> it is a good thing your animal companions are paying attention to what you're looking for. They very quickly lead you over to two more trees with blooming uh, blossoms on them. Another seven moonflowers there for the picking. Um, I notice the two animals go into the flowers and I, I kind of look around. I'm like, hey, Jonathan, where's Bucks? Oh, yeah. Let's have Bucks look. Yeah. Well, we already found them, so. Uh, that's a nine. As he flies overhead, it's a little more difficult in the trees to actually see these vines. They're a little lower, and so the the ground animals are able to pick them up a little bit faster than he can. Uh, but yeah, you found two more trees with, what I say, seven more? Seven more moonflowers. We have 12 moonflowers now. 12 total. Now. I can math. I have that many toes and fingers to count with. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Why, why do the DM I mean, just roll a natural 20? you would have to have, like, you have to use why? inappropriate well, uh, measures. Guys, guys, why did the DM yeah. roll a natural 20? I, guess I mean, we're going to drink, but now I'm scared. <laughs> Fear drink. She's checking, she's checking for ticks. Random encounter. Bernie? <laughs> yeah, does a, I'm assuming a 25 hits your AC. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it does. Okay. As... You guys are picking these flowers and chatting amongst yourself, and you're standing there kind of watching this. You feel across your back a raking of claws, and a swoosh as a large beast goes flying by trying to <gasps> grab you, but fortunately doesn't actually manage to hold on. You just get raked with talons. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Uh, so you take nine slash, or I'm sorry, nine piercing damage. Mm. And I need everyone to make uh, perception checks. Oh, good. At least I'll know what hit me. Okay, uh, Carlton? Uh, I rolled a 12. And Jonathan? Two. And Travancore? So eight for me. I don't know if Shagus rolled, but he got a 14. Yep. And Bernie? I rolled a 20 and my dog got a 14. Yeah, Bernie, as soon as the pain hits you, you turn and catch a very clear glimpse of this winged creature with talons and horns as it silently moves past you, having raked your back. And as it swoops up into the tree line nearby, you see four more of them uh, sitting on perches, greedily looking at you. They have weird-shaped deer heads with fangs and these really intense horns their wings are the wingspan is massive it looks to be some kind of giant creature with claws and i need everybody to roll initiative those don't sound like owlbears and now i'm sad can i make a nature check to see if these things are nocturnal on your turn you absolutely can as you guys are attacked I need initiative from Travancore. Travancore got a 22. Shadow got a 14. 14. Carlton. Uh, I got a 15. And Jonathan. Jonathan got a 5 and Bucks got a 6. And Bernie. I got a 19. Okay. At Bernie's cry, seeing this creature that has swooped down and attacked her, you... Uh, Travancore is actually the first to act. You can see these four things sitting in the trees about 20 feet away from you and 20 feet up. They are giving you hungry looks. And Travancore, you get to go first. What would you like to do? Going to throw an arrow at the guy who's closest to Bernie. And it's the first attack, so I get advantage. Do you want to shoot an arrow instead of Doesn't throw matter. an arrow? <laughs> shoot oh, an arrow. Everybody drink! Doesn't matter. Um, oh, wow. So 28, but that's a natural 20, my friends. You definitely hit. Go ahead and roll that double damage. Double, roll that beautiful dam double damage footage. And that's going to do, oh, eight damage. Ugh. All right. Yeah, you nail this one that's closest to you guys, the one that actually ripped into Bernie, and it slams, the arrow slams into its side, and it gives off this horrible screech. It's almost deer-like when, you know, you know how deer do that horrible high pitch when they get hurt? It gives that off, but it's, it's much louder, and anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to move behind Shadow. So you're going to move about 10 feet back behind Shadow. Anything else? That'll do it. All right, Bernie, it is your turn. 
Okay, I'm going to do a nature check to see if I think these things are nocturnal. Okay. I got a 15. So you are a little familiar with what these things are. With that nature check, you do know a periton when you see it. You do know that they are uh, pretty chaotic, evil characters. They are really horrible beasts that will... Uh, intentionally go after humanoid prey because of their reproductive cycle. And while... Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying they're going after me because I'm the only thing that can have a period? No, actually, (laughs) it's going... You think it went after you probably because you're the smallest humanoid available. Okay, cool. I just checked. And you do know that Peritons, in order to reproduce, they do require the the freshly harvested heart of a humanoid. And while you're not sure if they're nocturnal or not, you do know that they're Wait, evil and crazy enough How to come after you. How is it that I you. can't tell if I don't know if they're nocturnal, but I know that they need my freshly harvested heart? Of the things I know about, like, most creatures, nocturnal goes way above. Whether they're daylight or nightlight is like way above like their mating habits on like easy shit to remember. Well, that's because uh, most encounters with these things happen at all different times of the day and the night. Okay, but the consistent so- thing is that's why they go after humanoids. See, if they had, that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. Just right there. Okay. If I'm going to be wasting a spell. I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. I can designate any number of creatures I can see, so everybody in my party. An effective creature's speed is halved in the area, and when they enter the area for the first time on a turn or start its turn there, they must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they take 3d8 radiant damage. And it's and I have a note that says it is Little Kelly Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> those notes are important okay so 15 feet around you these spirit guardians appear and they they shimmer in the darkness they almost light up the area but not quite one of the more like ostentatious outfits that beyonce's mom designed for destiny's child back in the day Lots of sparkles. Lots of sparkles. She was always the one in like a mini skirt and little booties. So just bedazzled little Kelly Rollins. Ready to Okay, would you like to move at all? Um, would I like to move? Yes. In fact, strategically I'm gonna place myself physically because Carlton's pretty big, right? That I am. He is much larger than you, yes. Even on Coco Snoot? Even on Coco Snoot, although if you're looking to hide, that I was going to hide underneath Carlton's legs. You're not going to be able to get underneath Carlton's legs on Coco Snoot. You can get behind him and try to roll a stealth check if you'd like, although hiding is an action and you've already done a a casting of spirit. I'm going to just stand kind of wedge myself in between Carlton and Jonathan. They're standing next to each other. You can be behind Carlton. Hmm. I want to be surrounded on multiple sides. Okay. <laughs> My you go- could be there, which would be kind of behind okay. Jonathan and Carlton let's, and next to Shadow. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Carlton, uh, Bernie has wedged herself as close as possible to you and Jonathan, and it is your turn. Um, how far, how high up are they in the trees roosting? They are 20 feet up in the trees and 20 feet. The closest one is 20 feet away from you and then they're 20 feet up. But there's one on the ground? No, they're all in trees. The one that swooped past Bernie went back up into the tree. All right, so they're all 20 feet high. Yes. Okay, um, I will move myself to the other side of Jonathan so that I can I can help create the Bernie wall. I'm going to grab Life Cutter because I've got that 10 foot reach. It's got the magical necrotic damage. I can do a little extra with it. Uh, so I'm going to grab Life Cutter, and I'm going to ready for when one comes swooping around us, and they get within 10 feet, I'm going to swipe at it. Okay. So I'm going to ready uh, my action. So Carlton, ready's in action. It is Shadow's turn. Okay, so Shadow is... I don't know how much movement he has. He has the 40 feet, actually, so I'm not sure that's enough to get all the way up to one of these guys, but they're on trees anyway. They're in trees, so he would need to make a... He has enough movement, but he needs to climb up into the tree to go how after high, them. How high up are they in the trees? 20 feet. Okay, so he's going to go up to the tree. I think he has enough movement to get there, and that should take him 5, 10, 15, and then actually he may have enough. Like, he can do 15 travel, and then 
he has 40 of movement total, well, 30 feet of climbing, 40 of move, regular movement, 30 of climbing, so he should be able to make it easily and be able to attack one of these guys. Does he have climb as a he does. actual... So he has, it's 40 feet of movement and then left running and then 30 feet of climb. Okay, yeah, he climbs up into the tree. Yeah, because he's got climb as a skill, I'll say he can go ahead and make an attack without disadvantage. So he can go after the one that attacked Bernie that has, that you pegged with the arrow. So go ahead and make an attack. He's going like, to do a good old fashioned bite. I'm half tempted to go grab my, my Perryton mini off of the shelf just so I have it next to us. <laughs> there we go. Oh, ho, ho, ho. What the Shit. hell? Everybody drink. Natural 20. That's a 25. Shadow, uh, yes, with a natural 20, will, and this is with the bite, you said? Yep. All right. Yeah, he he climbs the tree. The periton doesn't even manage to start to fly away before he just bites down into this thing. It's going to do 10 damage. He actually rolled max damage on that, too. <laughs> Yo! Nice. He bites Very into nice. this thing's leg and just tears out a chunk of its flesh. And this is, this one is looking super hurt. I think that's probably all Shadow can do. Yeah, he's done. All right. It is their turn. The one that Shadow attacked is going to try to attack him back. So first he's going to he's gonna do a multi-attack. He's going to try to gore him with the horns on the top of his head. Ooh. 18 versus AC. That will hit. That's 10 piercing damage. Okay. And then he'll reach out with the unharmed talon and try to slash him with his talons. Eight probably misses, though, right? Yeah, no, that that's swift. Nothing but air. All right. Yeah, it is. It, it's hard for him. He the the periton is having a hard time balancing on this branch after being so badly hurt. It is then going to move. And despite the fact that it is next to shadow, these things have lightning fast reflexes and they do not provoke opportunity attacks when they fly away from an enemy's reach. So mm. this thing is going to fly up into the air. It's going to stay 20 feet in the air and go. It's going to go there. These three. Okay. Carlton, your ready to action is about to go off as this one dives towards you. Yeah, come uh, at me, so bro. first, you- he's got to make a wisdom saving throw because Carlton's oh. in my radius. Okay. Let's hope they suck at wisdom. Uh, Thirteen. Oh, that's not going to save my friend. Okay, no, you no, go no, ahead no. and roll the damage while Carlton rolls his ready to attack. All right, because I forgot to save rage, it'll just be a regular attack. Uh, that'll be a 24 to hit. Uh, that will hit. So you roll damage while Bernie gives me the damage of her spirit guardians. Uh, eight damage. Okay. So spiritual guardians come out as this thing dives towards and Carlton and slash at it. the speed is halved. So I guess it's like lightning flat fast reflexes aren't there anymore. Well, its speed is halved. Yeah. So it's it's it can't move very fast. So Carlton should get an opportunity attack. He doesn't get an opportunity attack. It just Technically, means that I also thing... hit it. I hit it from ten feet away, and I did twelve damage to it. Twelve. All right. It takes a ton of damage as it dives towards Carlton, and it's looking super hurt. But it is still going to do its multi attack on Carlton. Okay. So first, it's going to try to gore you with its horns. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, sixteen versus AC. That'll miss. Okay. And then here come the talons. That's going to miss two. Uh, 12 probably misses. All right. It is super unhappy about that, and then it's going to swoop past, and it can only get to there because its speed is halved. Is it still within 15 feet of me? 5, 10. No, actually, it is not. And this one, they are not smart enough to know. <laughs> this All right. One, dumb animals. This one's also going to go after Carlton. Wisdom so saving it, throw time. It'll make the wisdom. It's going to fail. Yep. So you go ahead and roll damage as it attacks Carlton. 11 damage. 11 damage. All right. Its flight kind of stutters as it enters your area and it gets attacked by these spirit guardians. It hisses, uh, but then continues to go uh, goring after Carlton. Uh, 15, I don't think, hits. That'll miss. And that also misses, and it's going to veer off. As it goes, I go, shoot, shoot, and I kind of wave it off. Like, shoot, get out here. Get out here, bird. Is it still in 15 feet of me? Five, ten. That one is, yes. Okay, so. This one is going to swoop towards Shadow and is going to do a multi-attack against Shadow. Okay. Hold on. That's within my radius. 
So it also needs to do a wisdom saving throw. If I, no, the one that's attacking Shadow is not within your radius. The, at this point, there's only the one that, that the, the second one that attacked Carlton. This one's attacking Shadow, uh, but I don't think an 11 hits. Nope. Uh, but does a 14 hit? That'll do it. Yeah. All right. His talons reach out. That's nine piercing damage. Oof. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh is right. Okay. And then it's going to swoop past to there. And they are done. And a couple of them are very unhappy. Uh, it is Bucks's turn. Bucks flies the opposite direction. He goes... So Bucks wants to go in basically in the direction that will not be in the direction of any of the Peritons? Yes. And he is going to attempt a stealth check to, to be unseen. So that one of them doesn't come after him. Okay, what's his movement? Uh, he has a fly speed of 60 feet. Perfect. He is 60 feet away. Uh, go ahead and roll that stealth check. Nice. Looks like it's a 20. Okay. Bucks flies off and gets 60 feet away and is definitely out of at least your range of vision. Uh, and it is your turn. All right. I, I look and I see three targets. In a in a concentrated area, so I send up a fireball and airburst it in the middle of them. Okay, and what's the saving throw for that? It's a dexterity saving throw. Okay, so the one furthest from you... Which I'm not thrilled about these things making dexterity saving throws, but, you know... Well, I think... Oh, the I, the one drink. furthest from oh, you shit. rolled a natural 20, so he's going to save. Uh, the next one rolls a 16. Uh, that barely saves. And a wow. 20, not natural. You didn't roll so all... lower than a 15. Wow. Yeah. Well, that makes up for all of the missing I did with attacking you. All right. So all three of them save, but they do take half damage. Go ahead and give me that half damage. So many dice. Uh, 15 damage each. Oh, but halved. All right. Uh, the one that got hit by Travancore and has taken all of that damage bursts into flames and falls to the ground in a smoldering heap of dead periton. Good riddance to bad birds. The other two are looking very hurt, but are still flying 20 feet in the air and managing to not fall. And would you like to do anything else? I will move so that I am in front of Bernie. Uh, so like I, I move one square to the right. And I say, I say, I got you, fam. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but, but I got you. All right. And with that declaration, Travancore, it's your turn. All right. Travancore is looking at the one who is closest to him, and he's going to try and hit him with an arrow by shooting it with his bow. You're not going to throw an arrow? No, not this time. <laughs> not that I ever did. I'm missing a 13. I'm not going to hit this guy, though. Actually, a 13 just barely hits. Ah, thank you. These thank things are fast, but they don't seem to be armored. They are feathered creatures. So Thank, thank the maker. All right. And that's going to do 12 damage. Ouch. All right. It stutters a little bit in the air as it's swooping around looking to come down at you for another attack. Um, anything else? Uh, Travancore is going to move actually sort of across from Carlton next to Bernie. Okay. And that's it. Bernie, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing because everybody needs it. I'm, I'm good. Especially the bear. Everybody gets 18 points of health back. Hooray! <laughs> Yay, I'm still at max. Shadow, Shadow didn't take any damage, but Shadow is definitely grateful. One point shy of, uh, of uh, full health. All right, anything else? And your spirit guardians are still up? Spirit guardians are still up. So how many, how many wisdom saving throws are we going to be rolling soon? Uh, within 15 feet... Only one. Yeah, but if they swoop in, any time they swoop. Okay. Uh, Carlton, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to move to the space next to Bernie and next to Jonathan in the corner below Jonathan. I'm getting angry that these things keep swooping at me. So I'm going to rage. Uh, and then I'm going to ready the, uh, I'm going to ready Life Cutter, my halberd. For when one gets within 10 feet of me, I'm going to cut him. All right. It is Shadow's turn. All right. I think Shadow's going to have to use some of his movement to climb out of that tree, I'm guessing. Yep. He was 20 so, feet up, so 20, right, so 20 feet, feet back down. down. And then is this guy like the other bird who's like next to Travancore? Like, is he in a tree as well? Or is he just flying in the air kind of thing? These guys are currently in the air flying. They're about 20 feet up. They are oh. swooping around, kind of circling you guys like vultures, cawing in that weird 
high-pitched deer call in the middle of the night. Oh, that's a really creepy sound. I don't know what kind of like running start or roll I have to do to do this, but Shadow is going to try and get a running start and try and leap into the air and try and grab this guy by his leg and attack him that way with a bite. All right. I'm So he has plenty of movement. I need him to roll an athletics check. Athletics. Let's see. Yeah. Shadow gets a bonus for that. Oh, he does. Oh, my gosh. He gets such a bonus for this. He gets a huge bonus, but it's 20 feet up for this bird. So. All right. Let's see. Wait, see. he's jumping be a high to challenge. grab the bird? Gr- try and bite jumping. him by his leg. Yeah, and pull him down. Grapple let's see. Him. Oh, I'm guessing 11's not going to do it, though. <laughs> it is a, a super awesome jump, but Shadow only gets about seven, eight feet in the air uh, before he lands and skids to uh, a stop to the other side of this bird, but does not quite get the height for 20 feet. That'd be a pretty epic jump. Uh, All right. Does Shadow have enough movement to cut back to Travancore right in front of him? What's his movement again? Shadow has, I believe, 40. No, but I'll say that he landed here. Yeah, he would have landed there um, so he could move to there. So you can get one square closer, but he can't quite get right next to you again. That's fine. That I mean, they're fast enough that they'll get a tax opportunity or whatever, but at least it's a little bit closer. So, uh, so good try, Shadow. That's a A for effort. And yeah. I'm done. And I'm spent. No one gives out A's for effort. Okay. As these horrible large deer-bird hybrid creatures circle around you, calling in this pained deer scream as these three once again dive down to attack you guys. In the distance, you hear answering calls of three more. Oh, great. Oh, boy. As they fly out of the darkness. They're not going to reach you this round, but you do see three more coming. Uh, This first one starts within... Bernie's spirit funness. So what mm-hmm. happens? Uh, if you start your turn or if for the first... So basically, it's like starting your turn, you have to do the saving throw. Also, any time that you enter into the thing for the first time on a turn. Okay. And the saving throw was a wisdom? Yes. Well, well that's a natural one. <laughs> so this this one that's in your 15-foot radius is going to take the damage. 12 damage. All right. As it calls out to its companions and turns to dive, it dies. <laughs> uh, your spirit guardians just basically grab it and pull it to the ground. This one. And they're just sitting there. They're like, I'm a survivor. It's just a whole bunch of little things going, I'm a survivor. This one is going to swoop around. It's going to roll another saving throw as it's going to swoop down on Travancore. Nope. Uh, that's an 11? Nope. Okay. It's also going to take 12 damage. All right, so 12 damage. So, Travancore, you see this thing dive towards you. It stutters in the air as Bernie's spiritual guardians swipe at it, but it still is going to do a dive attack on you. First, the gore is a natural <laughs> one. It's so distracted by being hit by these ethereal beings that it, it can't seem to get you with its horns. The talons come out. Uh, that's a 16. That'll hit. That's 10 piercing damage. And then it is going to swoop away. This one is going to go after Jonathan. It'll make the wisdom saving throw. And he's within my reach. I got a 16 on my wisdom saving throw. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. A 16 is what it has to hit. Hold on. On a successful save, you take half damage. Okay. Roll high. So nine and a half, four and a half, I guess four. So four, yep, we always round down. Carlton, since it does come within yep. your range, you can go ahead and make your opportunity attack. Um, or your, I'm sorry, your ready to attack. You don't get opportunity attacks no, on these guys. Uh, I don't think a 12 will hit, will it? You just barely miss. You're, Jonathan's you're kind of in the way, and I don't reach because like, he's so muscular and so big, and it's glorious, and his glistening muscles distract me that I miss him. Oh, stop. <laughs> Jonathan oiled up before we left. That's what he was looking for in the potion shop. Proper like, evening oiling sweet, sweet is a great skin treatment, ma'am. It is it is great for your pores and muscles. Did you just say oil was good for your pores? No. <laughs> it's also apparently good in um, making attacks slide off your glistening skin, as I am sure. No, no, no. So, so in keeping with that same vein, like this thing's coming at me, I kind of panic and I strike a pose. I'm like, cool. And, and it's just like, it gets like the dazzled eyes. It's like, should have sent a poet. And it misses. <laughs> 
Uh, it's going to try with its talons. 13 versus AC. Oh, crap. I might... Oh, that... fuck. I didn't put on my mage armor. So 13 does hit. Does it take a minus one for glistening muscles? <laughs> no, it does not, sadly. All right, it hits. All right. Uh, talons reach out. And you take seven piercing damage. You rolled a two! I rolled a two and a two, and then I added things. <laughs> oh, take that. <laughs> no, don't, you don't want me to take that, you idiot! I don't want you, but the periton definitely but does. But apparently and Jack that- does too! No one triumphs against math. He is going to swoop to there. And they are done. Bucks has fled. Uh, Jonathan, it is your turn. You are oiled and ready. (laughs) 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 All right, let's see here. All right, so the one that that got me flew off to the right. That's correct. Okay. I'm going to scorching ray these guys. Okay, the the one that attacked you? Uh, I can, it's three beams. I'm trying to decide how I want to split this up. I'm going to go ahead and send two at the guy who hit me and one at the guy who hit, who flew off to the left here. Okay. So I need attacks. Yep, let's do the first two on the one that attacked you. Uh, 17, I believe, hits. No, 17 will hit. Damn it. Barely misses, 12. Yeah, second one misses. Go ahead and roll damage on the one that hit, and then we'll do the other guy. 12 damage. Nice. Yep, that one takes an a glistening, oily firebolt to the face and dies. All right. And the other one, go ahead and roll your attack. Okay, I believe that does hit. That Yep, the 17 without any modifiers will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, eight damage. Uh, that one barely manages to stay upright it is still alive but it it it's smoking and is stuttering in the air and kind of clawing trying to keep aloft. so i take my magical finger guns i cross my arms and i go pew pew and one of them disintegrates and the other one is like like ashened and blackened and and barely hanging on absolutely and do you want to do anything else uh i am going to move uh so that I am in between Bernie and these the other three. All right. Travancore, it's your turn. I cast Cordon of Arrows. Cordon of Arrows. Tell us all what that does. Okay. Cordon of Arrows. It's uh, action. It ranges five feet. Uh, you need four arrows, and it lasts for eight hours. You plant four pieces of non-magical ammo, either arrows or crossbows, my regular arrows, not my fancy bold arrows, into the ground with range, and I lay magic on them to protect the area. Until the spell ends, whenever a creature, other than the ones I choose to protect, which is basically my party and their respective animals, comes within 30 feet of the ammunition for the first time on a turn, or end its turn there, one piece of the ammunition will fly up to strike it. The creature must uh, then do a dexterity saving throw, or take one die, six piercing damage. Uh, The piece of ammunition is then destroyed, the spell ends when all four arrows are used up. Well, that's really cool. I like that Where do you want to lay down these arrows? Okay, so, oh man, my, my You've mouse You've got a froze. range of five feet on these arrows, by the way. All right, so I am actually going to, well, as soon as my mouse comes back, I'm going to put them on the uh, the upper left-hand corner, the upper right-hand corner, the lower left-hand corner, the lower right-hand corner. Not particularly original, but we know it'll work. Centered on your position? Yeah, like, okay. just within reach, so. Well, you probably do it in the same space as Bernie, right? Uh, nothing says that you can't. It's a, It's a little piece of ammo. It's ammo. It's not going to hit me. You chose me. You know yeah. what? On second thought, uh, get, scratch these two. I figure it makes more sense. They're coming from here. So I'll put one over there. I'm not sure I can reach that far, but I'll put one there, and then one can share a spot with my friend Bernie so that our yeah. friends are protected. Do you only get four of them, or do you get five? He gets four, but one, they two, three, will four. go off if anything comes within 30 feet of them. So you can't put them far, but they've got a pretty good range. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That is all I can do. Okay. Bernie, it is your turn. Alright, well, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt Okay. one of the new ones. It's got a range of 120 feet. So you can hit any of them. Which one do you want to go after? The one in the middle. Okay. So as Travancore plants these arrows into the ground, speaking arcane words under his breath to imbue them with protective magic, Bernie reaches out with her holy symbol. Buzz, buzz, bitches. That's a 20. Unnatural. (laughs) That will Um, definitely hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Nine damage. So that was some shitty rolls. All right. 
uh, your uh, bolt streaks through the darkness, lighting everything up, hitting it square in the chest, and it wavers for a moment but continues to head in your direction. Anything yes. else? Well, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a thing. This is a thing I'm going to do. Um, first and foremost, everybody just remember the one in the middle, you have advantage on your attack. Secondly, I'm going to ready Kevin. No, I'm not talking about Chester the Destroyer. I'm talking about my mace, Kevin. You, uh, so because you've already done your action, which oh. is to cast that spell, you can't ready. You can do other things if you've got some bonus action stuff you want to do, but your action is already done. No, I think we're golden here. We're gonna we're gonna let Kelly. We're gonna trust in Kelly Rowland, as I always say. Kelly's been to him pretty baller. Kelly does a, She does a, She's like the unsung hero of Destiny's Child. Let me tell you what. Of spiritual guardians. In, in the pantheon, in the pantheon of like the worshippers of Bay, she's Bay's best friend. So it's really important. And she's obviously been very powerful to you, Carlton. It is your turn. Uh, they're twenty feet up. That's, uh, that's yes. Uh, your spirit guardian's what, 15 foot radius from you? Yes. I'm gonna go between me and Jonathan, uh, right on the edge of her spirit guardians, so on the diagonal, three feet out from her, or three squares out from her. Okay. And that should give me enough range, uh, I can chuck a javelin and attempt to chuck two of them, or I can wait, hit one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and try to chuck two javelins at him. Okay. Which one are you going after? Uh, the center one, uh, a 17 to hit. That does it? It's going to take eight damage. Yep, so that's the first javelin. And it's going after the same guy? Same guy. 24, do not crit, but it'll take another nine damage. All right. Foof, foof, two javelins streak past it, gouging into its side, but it is still flying towards you guys. Right. Uh, and so, let's see, that was 20 feet of movement. I have 40 feet. I want to, and it's, I want to climb 10 feet into the trees. Just right where you are? Yeah, that's another 20 feet of movement, so that's the last of my movement. Because I don't have climb okay. speed, so climb is double my movement to climb, right? Uh, we'll go ahead and roll an athletics check. That is strength. I am good at that. A 26. Yep. Yeah, you climb 10 feet up into the tree. No problem. All right. That way I'm within 10 feet of them for when they're dancing around. They seem to be hovering at about 20 feet. They're just below kind of the canopy line, um, but high enough that they seem to be out of your reach. So they seem to be staying there until they dive on down. Before before we before we go any further, um, add another four because it's still my turn. Add another four because of my rage damage because both of those hit. All right. I remembered before the end of my turn, so it counts. If you say so. Anything else? Uh, I'm good. Sh uh, it's Shadow's turn. What would he like to do? Okay, Shadow's gonna try to be a flying bear again and run and charge this uh, this guy who's uh, right next to him. All right, go ahead and roll an athletics check for Shadow. Athletics. Doop -doop. Yep. It's, gonna try uh, to jump 20 feet up in the air and get this guy. You got it. Will a 15 do it? 15 will not quite make it. He he gets a little higher this time. He gets about maybe 10 feet up into the air. It is a super awesome jump for a big black bear, but he arcs over and doesn't quite get the full 20 he needs. All right. Since he's not climbing, I'm guessing he has enough movement to get pretty close back to Travancore. He can get back to there, so he... Back where he started, pretty much. Uh, he can't quite get back into Bernie's spiritual guardians. Uh. He's, he's still one away. Well, that's okay. Good try, Shadow. It is the Periton's turn. So this one that Shadow just tried to leap up into the air, it's actually going to fly over Shadow. It just is going to go straight after Bernie. Yeah, come at me, bro. Make that wisdom gonna... saving throw. Well, come first, actually... Travancore's arrows go off. Yeah, so it has to throw uh, a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That'd be a natural 20. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to beat it. So that Sad arrow's destroyed. So, so I'm down does... one arrow. Yeah, so he succeeds. He'll continue forward because he doesn't even notice this arrow going by because he's so dexterous. And another one is going to go off. Uh, that one's going to be a five, though. So yeah, so they're not going to save attack. against that one. No. Two damage. All right. He's pretty worse for the wear, though. <laughs> this arrow slams into him and it careens off to the side Travancore it, it's obviously angling for Bernie but as the arrow slams into it it almost like plows into you but it, it corrects and it continues its swoop and another one is gonna go off okay. it's just gonna plunge through all of them uh, that's a 17 that'll save 
at this point, I'm going to say, Bernie, your spirit guardians go off because it doesn't, I don't think the other arrow goes off before your spirit guardians. So what's that save again? Um, It's wisdom. Well, that'd be a three. So your spirit guardians are going to reach out and touch it. So it's going to take 11 damage. And it dies. <laughs> arrow, arrow, Bye. dodge, dodge, swoop, swoop, spirit guardian, dead. And it just All like right. lands at my feet and I'm like, boy, bye. Yeah. These other three that have just entered the fray, one of them, uh, the one that took all those javelins from Carlton is going to swoop at Carlton. And first comes the gore. Wait, hold on. It's swooping in, right? Is it coming into the Carlton's space? Because if it swoops at Carlton, it's coming into the Kelly. It's got to pass through. It's going to swoop past Carlton. It will enter, but it's... You can see where it is when it's attacking Carlton. So at the moment, it's not in your spirit guardians. And it rolls a natural 20. Oh, shit. Uh, Drink. So with the horns on its head. Well, good thing I'm raging. Ooh, jeez. Stop rolling high. Fuck. That's okay, Carlton. You're at full health. What the fuck? Stop rolling dice. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, You're going to take 33 piercing damage. One, two, three, four. Five, 68 enablers. She rolled 68. So since you're going to call that out. So that was 30, you said? 33 damage. So you'll half that because it's it's piercing. Oh, shit, Carlton. Whew, good thing you were raging. So yeah, when the periton dives at someone, it does extra damage. And of course, it rolled a 20. So it got to double all of its damage dice. Then it's going to try to swipe you with its talons. Uh, but that will miss. It will then sweep on... Yeah, fuck you, bird. It'll sweep through, and it'll move to there, and it will set off both Bernie's Spirit Guardian and Travancore's Arrow. Let's do Bernie's Spirit Guardian first. I swear to God, if the Spirit Guardian kills it first. Well, I'm I'm trying to be fair about this, because it would have entered the Spirit Guardian range before... That's okay, Carlton. You can still tell your girlfriend that you did all the work. Uh, it's gonna fail the spirit guardians. So what's that damage? Thirteen. And uh, Travancore, your arrow goes off. And what's that saving throw? Uh, it's gonna be dexterity. Uh, fifteen. That'll save. Okay, your final arrow goes off and uh just manages to miss it as it swoops away. Uh, the second one is one of them is gonna go after Carlton. Actually, this one will will actually go after Jonathan. So go ahead. Ooh, opportunity. Nope, because it's not engaging. Ah, it's got flyby. You you do not. I can it at does... least ask. I, I, I can at least ask. I'm yep. not sure exactly how flyby works. So I wasn't it's sure. It's flown by though. So what was it? Did it say? Uh, it rolled an 18 on its wisdom. Damn, but it still takes half damage. Okay. So it gets seven damage. Yeah, what? I wasn't sure if flyby was just against the creature it attacks, or if it was like all creatures. No, but since the Periton doesn't provoke an opportunity attack when it flies out of an enemy's reach. So it does not provoke opportunity attacks it's, at all. It's worth a shot. Jonathan, I know. it. Well, it doesn't happen with creatures very often, so I understand why you're asking. Jonathan, this thing swoops at your face and you see horns. Oh, my God. Stop rolling 20s. Come on. You see horns come at you. Well, bye, guys. I love you, Jonathan. It's been a hell of a run. Ooh, Jonathan, I have healing potions. I can fix this. <laughs> wow, that's not good. 27 piercing damage. It could have been a lot worse. I rolled two ones in there. I can fix this. I can, Bernie's like, I can fix this. I can fix this. All right. I can fix this. Jonathan, you're still alive, right? Oh, I'm still alive. It's going to come after you with its talons. Oh, uh, that'd be a 24. Still hits. And you take 10 more piercing damage. That drops me. Okay. As you fall to the ground, yeah, this thing actually lands on the ground and is going to lord over your body. This final one is going to go after Carlton. You know what sucks is that I lose my turn. Yeah. A 23 versus AC? Yep, that'll hit. You take 19 piercing damage, halved because you're raging. The talons will miss. It's going to see Jonathan go down and swoop into this area. It's going to stay flying, but Bernie, it's within your spirit guardians. And so it will do the saving throw and it will fail. So go ahead and roll damage. 15. All right. It takes that damage and it's going to swoop up with its friend and they are finally done. 
Jonathan, I need you to make a death saving throw. I fail. All right, Jonathan sinks a little deeper into unconsciousness as Travancore, you look over and and see this Periton lording over your friend who seems to be bleeding out in front of you. I'm not too pleased about that, so I'm going to hit the one that closest to Jonathan with an arrow to avenge him. 22. That definitely hits. Excellent. That arrow will do six damage. It squawks and reels a little bit, but it it is still uh, taloned into the ground, looking like it's ready to just dig right into Jonathan. Uh, Anything else? I'm actually... This is is so stupid. I'm actually going to move up next but you gotta you gotta gotta role play right you gotta i'm gonna move up next to jonathan like as close to the bird as possible to give him an alternative target and then to block bernie as well to make sure that no no other way so So next to jonathan and in front of bernie all right and i i end my turn all right bernie it is your turn you see jonathan go down you see travancore move to try to block this thing what would you like to do i'm gonna cast so this is i just want to make sure i'm doing this right i can cast a healing spell and that will fix him Yes. So if you heal him, he'll start at zero hit points. Whatever you heal, if you heal him 10 hit points, he'll be at 10 hit points. He will be conscious. He'll be prone, but he'll be conscious. And he still has one failed death saving throw, but that'll go away on a long rest. So yes, if you heal him in any way, shape or form, if he gets hit points back, he's golden. I'm casting prayer of healing again. This is going to affect literally everyone in our party. All right. Everybody gets 23 points back. Excellent. Back to max health. You feel yourself go dark and fall to the ground, and then a moment later, your eyes flutter open as new life enters your body, and you look up into the gaping maw of this horrible deer bird beast as it looks like it's about to try to rip your heart out. But you are alive. Thank you, little buddy. All right, Bernie, anything else? Um, there's nothing else I can do. Carlton, it is your turn. Um, I guess I can't reach the thing because I'm in the- No, no, I can't reach it because I'm in the thing. The one that's next to Jonathan is on the ground. But I can't reach it from my position where it is, right? Yeah, it's on... Well, no, you're 20 feet up in the in a tree, aren't you? Uh, I'm 10 feet in the tree. Can't you jump? Well, you've plenty of movement. So if you wanted to get out of <laughs> the tree... I'm not jumping because I know the rules about jumping down. So I'm going to climb down. I'm going to walk over to it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to risk getting hurt. Uh, so it's going to get life cutter. And I'm going to go reckless. Uh, f- uh, f- to hit will be uh, a 17. That definitely hits. And he'll take uh, 15 damage. Um, You're so enraged at seeing Jonathan get mauled by this thing that you just slice one of its wings off and then stab it in the throat and it dies. And I don't have enough movement to use the rest of my stuff. So so I can't go after these other two because they're hovering, right? Those guys, yes, are, 15, are 20 feet up and that many feet away. I'm going to stand uh, right in front of Jonathan, uh, right above him. And okay. I'm going to snarl at the remaining two. All right. <laughs> Shadow joins you in your snarl. And uh, what else would he like to do? Shadow probably doesn't have enough movement to get up to them yet. but Not yet. I want him- He could come next to us and he could ready. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So I'm going to have him go like caddy corner to like trap up and to the right of uh, Travancore and then like one block away from uh, from Carlton. Well, I'm moving there and he's going to ready like his uh, his bite. Okay, these last two are upset at their prey being snatched from them. The one is going to swoop around and, you know, they probably can't see that Jonathan is alive. Nope, so this one is actually going to swoop around and go after Carlton. It's going to fail the Spirit Guardian save. It's going to take 14 damage. Okay. That one isn't too hurt, so it's still alive. So first comes the gore. A 23? Yeah, that'll hit. You got a big heart, and it wants it. I do have a big heart. I'm a big old teddy bear. 17 piercing damage, and then you have it. And then 23 for the talons? That'll hit as well. So 8 piercing damage, halved. And then it is going to continue its swoop. This one is going to fly at shadow the spirit guardians go off and uh, i don't think 12 saves so go ahead and roll damage 18 all right shadow sees this giant kind of crazed blood crazed beast swooping towards it gore ready with its its horns and then these spirit guardians come out and swipe at it and it flops over next to shadow in the ground dead 
and they are done. Yay! And Jonathan, it is your turn. You're on the ground, but you are alive. All right, so I stand up, and I am going to... I am just about out of ammo, except for magic missile. All right, roll that beautiful magic missile damage. Yes! Fuck this <laughs> thing! <laughs> 15 damage. You stand up, brush yourself off, hold out one hand, say, fuck this thing, and as the fabulous Matt Mercer would say, how would you like to do this? <laughs> so I'm just getting up, I'm like, ugh, and I see this last one kind of flying away. Flying away. I don't know if it's retreating or getting ready to come back around, and I'm like, oh, hell no. Nah. So I throw one, it hits it in one wing, kind of spins it around. I throw it the other, it spins the other way. The last one takes off its stupid fucking head. And the head on one side, the body kind of skids to a stop on the other, butts up against a tree. And oh, hey, look, that tree actually has some more of those moonflowers on it. How serendipitous. <laughs> Does it have uh, eight of them? I'm like, so I'm like breathing heavy. I'm all mad. I'm, I'm as mad as a wizard can get. I'm like, uh, <sighs> oh, hey, mood flowers. Nice. I'm going to do something with their carcasses. Okay. You know what, then? Let's, let me give you some experience and we'll pause here. If you want to do stuff with their carcasses, we'll do that next time. Uh, but for the moment, I'll say you guys got uh, 3,150 experience for the lot of you. Nice. For all of those peritons. Jesus. And when we come back next time, Bernie is going to do something with the carcasses. You guys will finish collecting moonflowers and we'll go from there. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.